We're here with Ricky Simmons, the voice of Gurr from Invader Zim. Hello, how you doing? You're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Woo! They steal from you and leave you in an alley, and then you wake up a few days later and you're covered in bees. But it's all good. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message you will bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 167. My God, I'm getting uh. old at this. <laughs> Welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night, deep in Area 51 on sub-level 405, right past the Slauson cutoff behind the book-burning for alternative heating and air conditioning suite next to the fried green tomato body wrap and Froger hut. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are many of the usual suspects and a couple of odd ones. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, chief architect of all that is technical, and queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, Kriana. No, I said command control option T. Ugh, I never get that right. <laughs> you tried turning it off and on again. Okay, one second. How's that? Do you see the button? No. The, the button on, on the side of the... There's no button. I heard the Which thing. button? I heard the Ooh. chime. You clearly Never turned mind. it on. Moving forward, from the stacks of her personal silent zone in the dank dungeon reading room, cool, calm, and collected, she got books and knows how to use them. It's the Zombrarian. Do I ever know how to use them? No, baby. Woo! <laughs> from the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, the woman who is both red hot and icy cold... Joining her with Barnabas the zombie cat, it's the dead redhead. Sorry, my regular voice is back, everyone. I know you're disappointed. Aw, shucks. <laughs> Lauren Bacall will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately. Not this evening, I'm sorry. We'll 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 hope for whooping cough and then move forward. Our guest there we tonight, go. <laughs> our guest tonight from Azikon from Brown Coach Redemption. From our buddy, our friend, uh, it's my authority. Hello. <laughs> I really thought you were going to go, hello, nurse. Yeah. Hello, nurse. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hi. I'm glad to be back. And we're glad to have you here. It's been, uh, wow. It's, <laughs> it's been, been a, a year. Of, yeah. Yeah. It's been like almost, what? Like last year, what the hell? It's been so long. So we we're going to talk with uh, Mike later on about uh, Zcon. We're going to talk about Velma and the zombies, or and and things that are going on in the world of uh, BD films. And we're going to talk about everything that's bondage been and domination. I'm pretty sure that stands for not that. <laughs> you should see what we do to the interns. 
Woohoo! Awesome. Interns should always be abused. There's a reason for that. That's Sign true. me up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, what's been going on this week in the world of film, in the world of science fiction, in in the world of pop tarts? Anybody? Somebody? Uh, it was Where do we want to start? Weeks. Oh, I can follow up from last week. How's that? That's a good place to start. Follow up on what? Uh, following up, when we talked to Christy Schoonover last week, um, yes. she let us know that something had been stolen from the Poe House, the Edgar Allan Poe House in Baltimore, um, during their transition from... Their, they finally got the approval to make it a historical landmark mm -hmm. so they could get the money and, and do what they need to do to save it. But there was a period of a few weeks there where apparently nobody was there because the caretaker, while he didn't live there, he kept a pretty tight rein on it. And I was fascinated. I'm like, what? What did they steal? Because there was some pretty awesome stuff in that house. What there should I be looking his... for on the black market right yeah, now? Right. There was some of his original furniture. They had some Doré, original Doré etchings that must have been worth, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I went and I looked to see what they had taken, and it was the VCRs. Front, oh, sorry. The <laughs> front steps. No way. <laughs> well, welcome. There to was Baltimore. a set of wooden front steps, and they took the steps to the house. Yeah, welcome so to Baltimore. So watch we'll for a, a very <laughs> special episode of Warehouse Thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And post steps. <laughs> hmm. Oh, Kripoli's. Wow. That was Isn't it? That Seriously? Weird? Yeah. I thought that was so weird. I was all ready for like a stuffed raven or some bricks or a bottle I know, of wine. Something, something cool. Front steps. Oh, steps. That's just and lame. And they did spray paint, I guess, the front doors a bit, which I'm not happy about so that at all. So that's not really just but... like theft. That's just like random youths. Vandalism, yes. Yes, vandals and youths. <laughs> youths. Youths. <laughs> the youths of today. That's right. Can't my, park my here. My cousin Edgar. We That's can't the park film. here. There's too many youths. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, follow up to that from last week. So, I, I live in Baltimore, and uh, I can tell you that stealing of the steps, really not surprised. Huh. <laughs> not the best area in Baltimore. I've been there several times. No, it's it's gotten it's doing it's getting picked up really well. Like Johns Hopkins University is kind of expanding into that area, but there's still some kind of pockets of it that aren't cool. But I guarantee you the people in that area have no idea the the historic content that's inside, but they probably looked at those front steps and went, "Huh, I could put plants on that and then stole it." <laughs> like, wow. Th this is this is not a town known for stealing valuable shit. Wow! There, there was a guy who had several women cleaning his pur purple Corvette. <laughs> what? No, that doesn't happen. You did the story last week. It I does. Not that up. We got to remember the Ravens. Our football team. Our color is black and purple. So purple is like a big thing around here. See? Huh. Okay. I'm Let's knitting with on. purple yarn right now. Kriana <laughs> so, stole the steps. Obviously. I didn't. I wish I had. I would have stolen something cooler. Actually, Kriana and I were both uh, intrigued by the same story this week. Intrigued? Intrigued. 
I, I'm quite pleased, that. actually. Okay, then I'm going to let you talk about it, and I'll chime in as I feel necessary. Go on. All right, Alpha's got canceled, everyone. <laughs> I mean, eh, okay, look. Gary was fun. Um, what's her face that was River? She was kind of cool. With her little peanut there. Um, Rosen was a psycho. Pretty much all the other characters were psychos. And it just got not that fun to watch after a while. And it's a shame, too, because conceptually, you know, it had some really interesting places to go and, and kind of chose to ignore them. It was like, wow, we've introduced this, like, really interesting thing. Enough about that. Let's, Let's move on to stuff. more terrorists. <laughs> so you mean it's like heroes, kind of? Kind of. Well, it's, it's, uh, there's a British show called Misfits. Yes! I love Misfits. This is a bastardized version of that, and even and honestly, when they let go of the the one male lead, um, yep. the show went to hell. So but it's, it's still a lot better. It's still better. It's still better, but than most of what's on American television. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a reason that we rape British TV. Mm. Yeah, because they're willing to take the chances that we're not a lot of the time, unfortunately. And you know, misfits. They this season. Last season, they lost their main male lead. This season, yep. they lost two more characters. And I was thinking to myself, okay, it's really started to trail off. And they kind of redeemed themselves towards the end of that season. So I'm not I'm, feeling too bad about it. So, so yeah, my eulogy for Alphas is more like, goodbye, Gary. You were fun. They killed you off on Bones so you could play this character who's laughing now. See you later. <laughs> Apparently, just to add insult to injury, Hart Hansen, who is the showrunner for Bones, actually tweeted at the actor who plays Gary and said, Sorry, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what because they... they didn't just kill him on Bones. They ki- like died on screen, killed like, him. Hey, there's like, no coming no back. Coming from back. That. No rewriting him in there. So, whoops, they wrote the the death certificate for a different person with the exact same name. Did they chop him into pieces? They shot him. They shot him and we watched him die. No, 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 he could, hold on. He went into protective, witness protective custody. No, we literally watched him die on screen. We watched him die on screen. It wasn't him. It was a doppelganger. It was no, ha- he has a it, twin. He has a twin. That's what they He's did. Evil. Clone. Clone. They did name a baby after him. So maybe there will be flash forward scenes where the baby ends up looking exactly <laughs> like him. That could work. That's funny. No, that's yeah. that's scarier than hell. <laughs> so well, that's sci-fi, freaking hysterical. While sci-fi was busily canceling alphas, they uh, brought Ron Moore in. And if you're not familiar who Ron Moore is, he's the guy who made sure that Battlestar Galactica was dark, brooding, and and uh, yeah, that was that. Good. <laughs> and uh, have brought him in to do a new series called Helix, which no one will watch either. Oh, well, no. The same thing that happened to Battlestar will happen to this. They'll go, oh, look, this isn't interesting at all after about four or five shows. <laughs> and meanwhile, the best show on sci-fi right now still happens to be the one they stole from Canada. 
Well, right now, because Warehouse you mean 13. You Lost Girl? Yeah. Yes, I do, because I loves me that show. Let me tell you. I got a, she's kind of hot. Kind of hot? And it's silk. Is, is hot your wife standing hot? next to you? <laughs> <laughs> she's in the next room. She uh-huh. can hear me. Well, there we go. Hmm. And plus the fact that, I mean, it's smartly written. It takes chances in both the writing and the acting on a, on an episodic basis. Don't. I, yes. Let's, let's just be honest. It's, it's a hot, hot chick. It's a hot chick getting down with people. Hot you don't. It's as, it's as close to porn as sci-fi will let it be. Really, it actually is. And yet, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's just really just Dude, I there is no reason to lie. I love that show for everything that it is and everything that it will ever be. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. freaking But that's only the best thing on Sophie right now cuz Warehouse 13 isn't on right now because That's true. Claudia, hello. And Edgar Allan Poe. What? Never mind. Didn't even make <laughs> sense. HG Wells? <laughs> no, I meant never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, HG. She better come back pretty soon because. Yes. Yeah. Just because. Speaking of things that I can't figure out how they're going to work their way around a death, is I'm actually excited that they're bringing Coulson back for Marvel Shield. How? Well, they, they haven't. Before the Avengers? No, it takes place after the Avengers, and they haven't explained. Um, how what happened or how he's involved or if it's all flashbacky type stuff um uh, but it's joss whedon and joss whedon's now the the continuity you know person for marvel movies yep so we never saw the body go in the ground you know he could he could have he could be a mutant speaking of which mike another yeah. follow-up from last week how do you go feel ahead. about the whole thing with the fans who have said wash isn't dead who said okay. that Wait, I, what? There, there is a guy who is a a. I think he's a he's an actual scientist, yeah. but not in the area of like human physiology or biology. <laughs> um, he's like he's you know a rocket scientist. Yeah. He, is this the guy actually, who posted in Scientific American? Because we did talk about that, but he didn't conclude that Wash didn't die. Yeah, he did. No, he he tried to he do an ex, he did an extensive study, and what he concluded that there is no way in hell that Wash didn't die. That that thing would have hit him at the force of six times the gravitational pull of Earth. So, yeah, Wash is uh, dead. Wash is dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. We're not happy about that. You know. We're he, never going to be happy about that. Well, no. All right. I've come to peace with it because it has been ten years. Speak for yourself. It's too soon. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Ten years? Yes, Okay. I had oh to come to peace with gosh. it since that time. Joss has killed two other awesome characters. He killed Penny and he killed Coulson. So my trust in Joss Whedon killing cool people is just, you know, I I have more faith that he will kill the character I care about than that he will actually make a good product. <laughs> He's gonna go but down the bottom down. line is he will do both. And I, I almost want to bank on that he will find a way to kill a character in Much Ado About Nothing that does not die just to mess with you. Just to mess with you personally. It, no, not me. No. See, I will just be like, well, play Joss Whedon. It will... <laughs> you know, I, I expect it from him. If it doesn't happen, I'll be like, Joss Whedon did not make this movie. 
There's no way. <laughs> you can tell. I mean, you can tell at a glance. We were talking about this when Zombrian and I first saw Cabin in the Woods like six months late, right? Over the summer. We, 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 the first two minutes of it, we were like, well, if we didn't know Joss Whedon made this movie, we, we'd know Joss Whedon made this yeah. movie. From the dialogue yeah. and the cinematography alone. You can just tell. And then characters started dying at a rapid fire pace, and you're like, Josh! <laughs> and, and they died in the coolest way. Like, absolutely. Awesome ways. Taking a motorbike off a cliff into an invisible wall. You can't get any yes. more awesome than that. I don't know, being, being eaten by a merman? Just, Come on. I like the mermaid, yeah. Uh, awesome we never too. get mermaids. You knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you knew. Oh, absolutely. Yes, true. What, what I love is the guy's mouth was sealed shut, so you don't even know if his inner monologue was like, finally! Or if he's like, oh shit, I was right. <laughs> like, you never know. Maybe it was a, a little, little bit. A little poo with an erection. You never know. <laughs> oh! <laughs> creepy jar! Wow! So, Mike, you hit the creepy jar. Congratulations. I was aiming. I'm like, when am I going to hit it? I've been throwing them out there. <laughs> so, speaking of erections, <laughs> jar. that kind of show. See, I started off with bondage and domination, and there you go. Yeah. Wow, so Brian hits the creepy jar. Go, baby. I get the creepy jar. Um, You know who else gets the creepy jar? Please. Uh, IBM's Watson computer. Yeah, that's true. Is getting hit with the creepy jar and the swear jar, and finally they just wiped part of its memory. Um, Why? For those of you who aren't sure what Watson is, Watson is um, a computer designed by IBM. It won Jeopardy. It won Jeopardy against ago. Ken Jennings. Against Ken Jennings. It beat that oh, crap evil. out of Ken Jennings. Um. And Watson is just about the coolest thing ever. They've been using it for medical diagnoses. And in order to help it understand slang better, they uploaded Urban Dictionary into it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and oh, it yeah. started swearing in all of its answers. Oh, no. <laughs> and they had to, they had to wipe Urban Dictionary because it, it couldn't understand the difference between profanity and slang. Oh, wait, that's but, awesome. Isn't that the coolest it, thing ever? So when not, robots never, take over the world, they're going to do it swearing as they go. They didn't Ew, like, never, they never, just, never, never. What was that, Mike? It, they just renamed it Samuel Jackson Jr. No, actually, what they renamed it is Craig Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> because Craig Ferguson always claims that every time he swears, it's a colloquialism. It's slang. Ken I can Jennings? say that. It's slang. <laughs> wow. Hey, here's something that everybody's going to either love or hate. Fringe's final episode is this week. Woo. No, I'm upset. But I think well, it'll I, be amazing. I sat in the room at Comic-Con when they did their uh, last panel for that. Yes. And it's going to bring down the house as far as emotion goes. I bet it does. They they said they were aiming for the heart and the jugular at the same time. <sighs> I will miss it. Yeah, I'm going to miss it, too. I've, I've really I come to the it on the Science Channel just so I can... <laughs> Someday yeah, I'll get through it. Past past two seasons, I've really, really come to uh, 
respect and enjoy that show. Maybe it, maybe I just need to skip season three. I think what will get us through season three is my love of Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Pacey, Pacey? Con. Yeah. Pacey Con. You have you have a new director for Pacey Con. Mighty Ducks. <sighs> Mighty Ducks Ugh. best film in the history of anything, really? Mighty Ducks? Mighty really? Ducks is an amazing movie. Don't even start. It's a good movie, but you know, you'd <laughs> really put that against Miracle. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking hockey movies. Does Miracle have Fulton Reed? I don't think so. The question is, does Miracle need Fulton Reed? Every movie needs Fulton Reed. <laughs> Why did we start hockey movies? Okay. Because, <laughs> fuck you, that's why. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Watson. <laughs> Speaking of things that need, you know, a little help getting down the ice, Arrow returns <laughs> to TV. And why do we care? Does anyone actually it's watch actually, that? It's yeah. really good. I, I actually watched it. I was like, I'm going to go into it hating it, because I'm like, it's just the Batman story. No, it's like... It's really it's as if Christopher Nolan did the Green Arrow. Yeah, that's what I said about but the Vampire a, Diaries. Didn't add a funky bad Bane voice to it. I don't know. I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've given it half of an episode and bailed, and have just not returned out of a cynical contempt or anything else. <laughs> I, I will tell you that the the lead up to the the half season finale where you find out that uh, spoiler alert here, uh, John Barrowman is actually the bad guy. <gasps> Wait a minute, John Barrowman is in it. I'm in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do we is this on Netflix? Because I'm in. And Ben Browder actually comes back. Uh, he's they start. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back. Wait a minute. Do I know who this is? Is this the guy from like Farscape? Yes. What? Dude, they've had some awesome people in this show. They've had to do something to get people to watch it. After all, it is by the people who gave us Smallville. Oh, no, no, no. no. (laughs) Oh, this cannot be compared. This is actually like, I I would put up, I would would say this trounces Smallville. Anything trounces Smallville. Yeah, I was going to say that's not, that's not. You know what doesn't trounce Smallville? Oh, God. Illustrator X's taste in television shows? Mighty Ducks. Moving on. <laughs> Mike Doherty, you have to go sit in the corner. <laughs> Mike's on a roll tonight. Mike, secretly, I agree with you. Don't hurt me, Zombie. <laughs> hey, you know, I was I was flipping through Kickstarter because I, I like nothing better than to see new stuff that's happening, and I hopped onto an independent movie that's being made in the UK called We Are Monsters and the reason it caught my attention is that our buddy Doug Jones has just cast for it and it's being crowdfunded through Kickstarter and it's it's weird because I can't figure out how much it's going to cost me because it's in pounds so. <laughs> Does it matter? Well, you know what? So they're asking we donate, for. Will, will Doug come to our house if we donate and hug us? He would probably well, do that if you didn't donate. Hold on, they're asking for a hundred thousand 
pounds. Right. And it's about two hundred thousand. In American. Right. Yeah. And they've raised sixty thousand in American so far. And right. how much With time do they have left? Twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. They got time actually. Yeah, and if it, movie? <laughs> uh wait, hold on. Um I can't tell if it's a if it's a thirty day campaign, the way that they're going, they're projected to hit it by week three. If it's a 60-day campaign, they're hurting really bad. Oh. I can't tell. It was launched December 17th, so it is a 60-day campaign. Oh. Okay. 60 days and only $30,000. That's really bad. So hopefully the, the Doug Jones edition is really going to help them. And that was a very recent edition uh, in the past week. Yeah. Now, I kind of like the, the, uh, the plot of it, and John Shackleton is uh, producing and directing. And remind us who John Shackleton is again. John Shackleton has done a bunch of cool stuff. I wish I knew what all of it was, and I lo- I just lost that page. Damn it. <laughs> oh, good, it's not me this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've all had our senior moments, and this one's mine. Memory worms. Uh, I'm not going to run because I know what happens next, and it's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what pledge level I want here. Yeah, I know. I know. I want everything. I want Doug my, Jones. My only... So speaking of that, guys, concern... you know who who got? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mike. Yes, oh, you found sure. it. Oh. Wait, wait, Mike. Share your concern. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I want to hear it. Uh, well, I'm looking at. Okay, he's got Doug Jones. It's John Shackleton. Right. Um, they've only done thirty thousand, a little over thirty thousand of a hundred thousand dollar budget. In yeah, and that's what we're going to go for for ZCon. So that means I need to start working my ass off and getting people's attention. Because <laughs> if yeah. Shackleton, I mean, Shackleton is fairly well known. Well, exactly. we're helping. This is this is that's part right. of it. Like, I, if you don't pledge, they'll never get funded. No, you're right. I mean, exactly. He does not have you guys. That's right. Well, he does now since he got Doug Jones because right, right. Your well, friend and mine. So he, you, you have Doug Jones. He that's that's all he has. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well. And the other thing that they did because I think it was uh, they were having some interesting rewards issues. And they didn't think that they had enough and various amounts. Uh, a couple of days ago, they switched up all the rewards and, and added about five or six new ones at the lower levels to encourage a little bit more. How much is uh, 50 pounds? It's $100. Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> okay. How much is 60 pounds? I don't know why I think that's going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I wish? I wish that these films had better all digital packages because you know a lot of at the at the higher tiers where it's like you know forty dollars. I want to spend the forty dollars on a film that I want to fund, but I really don't want a Blu-ray. Why not? Because I would rather just have the digital file. I can serve it to my TV. I just don't want the physical object. I would rather have something else cool, like a sticker. Then you or can give t-shirt. it to us. 
<laughs> yes, or a t-shirt. Well, t-shirt here, here's fantastic. the thing. Um, genuinely, the way it works with Kickstarter, as somebody who has put two campaigns through and only one been successful. Um, so far. So far. Uh, is that they want the, the product that you're creating, that you're asking money for, is ultimately the thing that you give at the end, and all the additional rewards are just icing on the cake. Well, that's, so, that's what I want, too, though. I want a downloadable version of the film. No, 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 that's fine. Those are getting offered, but it's But I, just... I would rather have, like, some... Maybe maybe you could do, like, two tiers at that level. One for people who want the Blu-ray, and one with maybe some extra swag for people who don't want the Blu-ray, and therefore aren't costing you as much money. If you're already doing a run of buttons or something... Which is what Bob Burden did with his book, but I will, I will keep my story until you're ready for it. I think we're ready. Go for it, Dead Redhead. So, Bob Burton, who's the creator of the Flaming Carrot, and you can all keep your jokes to yourself. I I think it has something to do with me, but. It's a comic, and Bob Burton. (laughs) Hello! Sorry. Hello! Thanks to to Bob Burton, we had the Mystery Men movie because he created all those characters. Sombrarian. But anyway. Huh? Sombrarian loves that movie. He created. He was the one who created the whole thing. Well, Bob Burton got through his Kickstarter, and he did really, really well. People came out of the woodwork for it, and I got my hardback stitched spine book of the second Wild Shall Wild Remain, and he had enough to be actually able to start an online store for himself. Nice. So he has an online store, and people who... Um, were part of the Kickstarter, got posters that were inked by Kevin Eastman and stuff from Dave Sim, who did Cerebus. And, but he had several. I, you made me think of that, Kriana, because he actually had, like, if you did $50, which is what I think that I had put in, for $50, you could either get the hardback book and some little drawings that he had, or you could get the whole book digitally. And there was some drawing or something that he was sending. So he was breaking it down that way. And that's what made me think of it. Well, kudos to him because that's awesome. I know I'm in the probably in the minority here, but I would just prefer a nice high-quality digital file over anything else. So there. So you are the minority, but that's okay. <laughs> Everyone else is just old. We are. <laughs> I can't fight that one. Yeah, we can, and we will. Which brings us to the halfway point in the show, the point at which we say, did we have a Facebook poll this week? And if we did, what the hell was it about? We did have a Facebook poll. Oh! And I forgot this to week, vote in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this week we asked everybody who their favorite Superman actor was. And that could that included voices, so it was... Superman TV shows, Superman in the movies, Superman, uh, the animated Superman. So, who is the one who did the thing with the Lois Lane on the TV show? Dean Kane. That's who I vote for. He was on there. He didn't get many votes, but he was on there. Sure. I don't know. Wow. I have no opinion. Like, Superman (laughs) movies haven't been around in millennia. Yeah, that long, dear. <laughs> hmm. Virtually weeks since a oh, Superman movie. <laughs> Wait, well, really? I mean, was there so, one? Did I miss so it? Coming in, 
third place. We actually had a three-way tie for third place between Dan, the actor Danny Dark, who was the voice on Super Friends. Okay. I don't know you what that remember means. remember the Super Friends, right? No. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Tim Daly, who actually was the voice of Superman on the Superman Adventures that they yeah. had paired up with the Batman... Um, what was it? Batman... Whatever it was the, that Fox was yeah. showing. Yeah. So, from there. And the third one, which I'm sure you all will be so happy to hear, the third of the three-way tie for third was Tom Welling from Smallville. <laughs> okay, I have to give it to the man because you can't blame an actor for the source material he's been given. <laughs> well, you can. It's just not you terribly should. productive. It didn't help it exactly. much any, but... So, coming in at number two is actually, and Kriana won't even know who this is, but coming in at number two is George Reeves. It was yes. right there. The Hello. Adventures of Superman TV show from the 50s. Black and white with Noel yep. Neal. He was the man who was who was murdered and they never found his murderer and all that kind of stuff. Ben Affleck played him in a movie. That was a good movie. Did you see it? Yes, I did. What? I thought it was cool. Am I in crazy town right now? <laughs> what is going no. on? Am I having a stroke? What's going yeah, on? Sure, really. So guys, who do you think is number one? Christopher Reeves. Of course, it's Christopher Reeves. <sighs> number one on our poll. So okay, we'll have so... something else up wait, wait, the weekend. Wait. Isn't he the guy who like broke his back? Yeah. Yes. I thought he played Robin for some reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I am going to pull. <sighs> I am going to pull your geek card. Damn it! Oh. I don't think you should pull it. You should probably just put it aside. <laughs> yes. This is like the fourth glass of wine, though. Okay. Well, maybe that. It, you know what? No level wine should only like. Think expand your geekdom, not you know retract. Oh, I'm curious <laughs> about Green Arrow. <laughs> kind of like Hank uh, Fury from what was it last week or the week before? That was awesome. Uh, hey, hey, did you a... did you all see the Big Bang Theory uh, flash mob? No. no. Yes. Oh my god, that was hysterical. No, yes. I didn't see that. It ended the best way possible. Yes, it did. All right, if you haven't seen it, there's a five-minute version of it. Go on YouTube, watch it. Kaylee Cuoco was on Ellen, and they played a clip of it, and we were like, what? And then we watched the whole thing, and it is dramatically funny. Can so, we Barry, do you think you can video? find that? You can pop it in? I could try. That'd be Thanks, awesome. Thanks, You're the best Zombrarian ever. Yes, yes, I am. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. All of you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet and not slimy at all. Um, yeah? Wow. <laughs> okay, I mean, her eyeball's right hanging there. out. So. That where it belongs. We're just no. moving on. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, Mike. Sir? Zcon. Moving forward. Things happening. Yes. You shot a a concept uh, piece. Oh my god, that was painful. Yes. 
Okay, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so what what's basically been happening, and you have to go backstory for all of this a little bit, and I probably well, let's go story. backstory. That's okay. So. Back in April, we said to uh, we wanted to do ZCon, and we talked to the place that gave us the warehouse space for Redemption, and they said, "Sure, if you can raise the money, you know, no problem. We'll find a space for you." So we go about setting everything up, and it takes uh, what sixty days to go through and finally get the second Kickstarter campaign done, um, because we did the first one, it failed. The second one actually succeeded, and then. Um, it's August, and we contact them and say, hey, it's time to film Z-Con. We need warehouse space. And then they proceed to not respond for two months. Oh. Um, so then, like, you know, I, Tara contacted them, who was uh, executive producer. I contacted them, and finally I ended up going to the VP of the company and said, look, here's the order, sequence of events. We haven't heard from you. We don't know what's going on. Um, it's It's been five months if you were going to say no, you could have said no by now. And we could have been using that time to look for something else. But you said yes, so what's up? Um, there were some douchey kind of businessy responses. You know those responses that are like totally professional, but ultimately you ha- you know smack of, we just really don't like you. Um, I'm sorry, sir. We will have to look into this. But in the meantime. <laughs> so, uh, no, the, the response we got back was, while Brown Coach Redemption was an amazing success, unfortunately, that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and we're not going to be able to renew. Ah. Like, okay, we're now six months after the date that we have an email from you saying yes. And then they ended it with, but keep us posted on all your great successes. So I was ah. like, you guys can eat a big fat bag of cock. Um, <laughs> would, would you like to name them on the air so that potential customers no. could stay away? No, I think no, you should. because I'm uh, not, I'm not let's going not to. Do that. Um. Anyway, so we move forward and we're trying to find a warehouse space. Uh, and thanks to uh, Carl, who is amazing at the Frederick uh, Frederick Maryland Film Commission, I think that's how it says. Uh, we have a warehouse space that we're working out the details and we are actually filming the sizzle reel um, in April. So the the reason I told you that story is to tell you this story is while we were waiting from September to November for a space, um, I decided that I really didn't, I wasn't comfortable with the fact that people gave us thousands of dollars and we have amazing supporters. Um, and I wanted to make sure that we could at least show them that we're moving forward. So we decided to create a little teaser that's called uh, Velma vs. The Walking Dead. Mm. And basically what it is is really just to show that we're still moving forward. We're still actually filming. We're still planning to do stuff. Um, so we got a bunch of people as zombies. It was a chance to do the makeup and test that in front of the camera and test the crew that's actually going to be working on Zcon for the first time because this is a lot of new people, not people from Brown Quartz Redemption. Um, and really just an opportunity to show that we're not just taking your money and flushing it down the toilet or taking really nice trips. Because while Kickstarter will tell you, you know, there is no guarantee that once you give the money that thing, you know, projects will be completed. They have a very high ratio of people actually doing that, of completing them. So I wanted to be one of those people. Um, so we filmed on December 30th, Velma vs. The Walking Dead. Uh, and that's the first time I'd filmed something in two years. And it was not the most pleasant experience. 
Ooh. But it was uh, I, I made some some bad uh, crew choices, but those were my choices. And ultimately, the failure rests on me as the director. Now, Mike, I remember uh, talking to you the day, the Monday after that weekend. Oh, my God. I was so pissed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were monosyllabic through the entire conversation. Uh, yes. And- I like okay, this is let me put it into context for you. We filmed Browncoat's Redemption at breakneck speed. We filmed it over eleven days, spread out over two, three months, for for twenty to twenty-two hours a day. Um, each day we filmed, sometimes back to back, like Saturday, Sunday days. Um, I never at one point came home and like cried. I actually came home. And like I blacked out enough that my body recovered some sleep, and then I woke up and do it did it again. Like I literally came home from filming Velmaverse and went, I broke down into tears. It was just Aww. that it was not pleasant. And you know what? I I think I needed that get that out of my system to have a bad set day so I can go into Zcon really well. Um, but we so ultimately, yeah, in putting this together, what went wrong? And what did you learn from it? That's um, that's the key here. What what I learned from it is a valuable tool called an AD, also known as assistant director. Director. Yes. Um, I I had an amazing one, Tara, who was on the first film, and unfortunately schedules are not aligning, and she's not able to be it on this film. Um, but I I pretty much I was on all on me and. Um, if anybody can says they can direct a movie that had we had 60 people there including the extras and try to be one person managing all of those people at one time with seven different departments between makeup and camera and stunts and costuming and everything and they're lying to you there, yep. there's no way one person can do it all and yep. that is the lesson I learned on Velma um the other lesson I learned is that when a jackass tells you, no, no, I got it, and has nothing to show, they're lying to you. Oh, oh no. Man. Um, so, what was, so what was on my part a very planned and kind of methodically planned day when you have one person who is a critical member of the team who did not come to the table as prepared, uh, it, it throws your entire day. You know, we went an hour and a half over. We filmed 60% of what was written and we were only had one day to do it all so what we have is uh, we actually edited down everything and have an amazing trailer that looks really really great but we did not get to film the narrative so boo which you still have usable footage at this point oh absolutely and you still have okay who's crinkling I want food yeah really seriously <laughs> dome <laughs> dome what? Stop it! <laughs> and you you got a chance to look at your makeup <laughs> through the camera. Yes, and it looks it looks really really good. And it's uh, it was Vince who is our makeup guy. Um, this was the first time he'd ever got to do makeup on a film set, so he got to learn a lot of lessons. Um, and he got to see me in my not nice face, which is always <laughs> fun. Um, which is similar to trying to take a keyboard away from me when I stay overnight on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> you become monomaniacal again, don't you? I'm just like... I have to show Bye. these little jackholes who's who. Exactly. 
Literally, um, exactly. So exactly. Have, have you put <laughs> yourself through this process? Yes. In the vain attempt just to show people you were actually doing stuff, you did get some stuff accomplished. You are moving forward. Where are we at now with ZCon? So, uh, as I mentioned, we are going to be filming the sizzle reel the weekends of April 5th through 8th uh, in Frederick, Maryland at a warehouse space. So we're going to put out the casting call probably the end of next week, um, do auditions in February. We have production meetings in February, March, and then we're, we're rolling. We're five months behind schedule, but we're rolling, which is nice. Which means that, with any luck at all, come con season, right around Boston Comic Con and Granite Con, that sizzle reel is going to be ready to be shown. Or at least a very rough edit of it, yes. So I've got I've got an amazing team in place. Um, I'm actually coming to the table far more prepared this time than I did for, for Velma, which was surprising because that was really anal retentive of me. And then... Uh, more than Brown Coats Redemption because even then I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just learned stuff off the internet and decided to make a movie. It's on um, the internet. It has to be true. Exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, this time it's like the team's getting together once a month over the next three months. We're communicating four months ahead of time for things that we really don't need to communicate until like the month before. So we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's. We've got some amazing crew uh, like Tamara Johnson, who is going to be my audio producer, who's currently doing the audio for "Don't Trust the Bee" on uh, "Don't Trust the Bee" in Apartment Twenty Three. Wow! Um, and she's doing a bunch of other stuff. She's done like Modern Family. She's amazing, um, and a few other people that we'll be announcing over a period of time uh, that are. I am just completely in shock that these people want to work with me, but I am not going to tell them no. So this is a smart attitude, I think. On your yes, mind. yes, I think that the brilliant thing that I could do is when people go, you know, I've been in the industry thirty years. You're really smart. I really want to work with you. Is to go to their face. Go, yes, I think that's a brilliant idea, and then go home. <laughs> and then you can say, what the fuck are they thinking? No, no. And then I go home and dance happy like a little girl. It's so cute. <laughs> I want like, video or it didn't happen. I There's, was gonna say, forget the the Big Bang Theory flash mob video. I want video of that for the podcast post. There, <laughs> there's there's high pitched giggling and tippy toe dancing. So, yes, it's the best kind of dancing. It is. Uh, so, I mean, Zcon's rolling. I, it's it's really funny. 2013 is turning into the year that I think Big Damn Films finally goes from being the the prepubescent teenager to full teen. Like, oh, it's gonna start talking back more. Here we go. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get out of the training bra is what's happening. Exactly. It's gonna get it's gonna start you know growing hair in funny places and wanting to talk to girls. <laughs> oh, Here we go. And I think Where Big Damn Films is actually. You know, I'm trying to fill that damn thing today. <laughs> But no, I mean seriously, we're working on some really cool stuff. We've got uh, we're working on a um, membership model where it's like really inexpensive, and that'll keep the business running. We're working on some sponsorships that will allow us to make um, pay for people's first year of film school. Um, cool. We're doing some really really cool stuff with some partners that I'm still working in contracts with about. Um, you know, merchandising and all this other fun stuff. We've got 
the guys, uh, Thomas Wilford, who runs Brute Force Leather, um, is an amazing guy. He did all the steampunk stuff for the Castle episode. But he's also working on Bruce Boxleitner's new web or TV show called Lantern City. And for those of you who you're young and don't know who Bruce Boxleitner is, he was Tron. Yes, so, he but he was also the captain of Babylon Five. Well, not, yeah. he was beyond a captain, whatever. His he was the commander, was. wasn't he? Yes, commander. That's it. You know that important guy who bosses other people around. That'd that's right, yeah. and dies at certain places. You know? awesome. We we call that person Doherty. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> not on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight so, you for dominance. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Can we videotape that? There's your sizzle reel. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll film that in multiple angles in one day. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but no, I mean, things are going really, really well. And I'm. it's kind of, you know what? I'm glad to be out of 2012 because that kind of ended with some suck. Um and 2013 is is turning out to be pretty damn awesome and i'm really excited because i think uh come this time next year like i thought i was in a completely different place at the end of brown coats redemption like at the end of 2011 when it ended i'm like that's the high note i'm like no that was literally like the first note of a long really awesome song and again it's just important to remind you that you know nothing says what a great film other than podcasters in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Gonna... Speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of which, I know you guys probably can't make it down for the sizzle reel, but if you guys want to send me some stuff, we could actually have the sci-fi Saturday night booth within the, the sizzle reel. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget. I am an authentic George Romero zombie. How could Very we forget? Cool. We would never forget something so important. I think we can find a way to get some some sci-fi Saturday Night swag out there for you, my friend. That sounds good to me. We will make that happen. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's the other cool thing that I want to do is I actually want to have booths in it with people that either I know, like you guys, or people that do cool stuff, like you know Thomas Wolford with the steampunk stuff or anything. So you know if a if a comic artist out there wants to see his his fictitious booth and a fictitious convention and is willing to send me supplies for a weekend that might get bloody, I am happy to put it up there. <laughs> so, yes. We, we will have... And, and the other cool thing is, like, every single Kickstarter backer, like, we're gonna... They're gonna run through the fake Walk of Fame, so you're gonna see, instead of the names of, like, famous people, the names of the famous people will be the names of Kickstarter backers. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think there's nothing better than when when the Kickstarter people actually get to their final plateau here and we get this physical movie to watch and you can see your name there. Or unphysical, as the case may be. Or unphysical. As, well, you're going to see it physically <laughs> on, your, on your widescreen TV. Well, we're also, as, as part of this, um, we're putting out a the DVD of um, the sizzle reel that will include Velmaverse. So you get we're trying to add more value to the Kickstarter campaign since it's taken so damn long. We forgive you. I know, but I don't forgive me. <laughs> I know. You're your I harshest. Your fans will too, Mike. I'm sorry? 
I said, I think your fans will too, because you're going, you're bending over backwards for them. Thank you. Well, see, here's the thing. You know, I still remember when we sat in the living room and watched the uh, the rough cut of the first 12 minutes of Brown Coats Redemption. I just kind of went, this is really something weird and different, and I like it a lot. And uh-huh. I mean, this same thing is going to happen with Sizzle Reel. Same thing is going to happen with Velma Versus. I really think, you know, you're on to a concept that works. Big Damn Films itself is, is a, a concept that's time is, is now and, and the world is ready for it. And the first Kickstarter funding was a little overreaching. We figured that part out. Yep. And, and now we're ready to move it forward. And you're, you're doing some really, really interesting, positive things. And I, for one, like it a lot. I, I think it makes terrific sense the way you're doing it not just what you're doing but the way you're doing it i feel like we need to break into a musical montage now i do i like <laughs> i i would have had have an 80s montage of me changing exactly <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh right there with you, you are. well i mean the, the cool thing is, is i want to get big damn films to a place that it's it's really cool that i can make my own movies but i'd really like to help somebody else uh make theirs because i think the best thing that you could do with knowledge is expand it Mm-hmm. You know, you you learn how to do things, and if you hoard knowledge, while you may know some shit, you're really not that great of a person. But the minute that you can impact somebody else's life, you're you're kind of leaving a better mark on the world. Very nice. That was profound, dude. I know. I was like, I was saving all of that profoundness up and hiding <laughs> it behind the douche jar. I know. Okay. I know. It's, oh. It was like dome pontificated, and we were all kind of sleeping, and then you came out with prof- profoundness. <laughs> you see the respect that I get, Mike. You see the respect profanity. that I get. That's just the wine talking, you know. <laughs> so, oh Mike, my. can we talk for just a little bit about the end product? When we're yeah. done, uh, I know that with Brown Cuts Redemption, you had charities that were impacted based on the original Firefly cast members charities what's happening with the uh, the final output from Zcon okay so um, basically the way this is going to work is once the sizzle reel is done we're going to go into full aggressive um, fundraising campaign for the feature length film because we'll need about the same amount of money that they're asking for for we are monsters um, unless some amazing guardian angel comes down and just writes a big fat check uh, which gets some news that I was actually given on Monday may be possible, but I'm not going to. It's when you get news like that, you never bank on it because if you do, your life's just gonna. Eh. You take a deep breath and you move on, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. Go. It's it's like you you let that be the cherry on the top of the Sunday. You don't let that be the Sunday. That's right. Um, exactly. So we're going to take this and we're going to put it out and do an aggressive fundraising campaign for the the feature length. Um, we're going to then hopefully film the feature length and then all the proceeds from the film and the DVD and Blu-ray sales and online uh, Kriana online digital downloads mm, my favorite. Um, will go to help the American Red Cross uh, kids need to read and a local charity called Baltimore Bully Crew which rescues dogs from dog fighting and rehabilitates them and puts them in good homes Aww. so um, what? why was that fun 
funny. No, that was great. Why that was, was that just... funny? You're all like, that's stupid. That was like, snark. I know. What was that? Awesome. Rehabilitate the puppies. So, anyway. <laughs> no, uh, that's so sad when that happens. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a very big animal rights act person. So. Well, I, I actually didn't know anything about dog fighting prior to, you know, I mean, I heard about dog fighting because the whole Michael Vick thing. Yeah. But seeing some of these puppies that they actually because what they do is like if they steal people's dogs and use them as what's called bait dogs which yep. is essentially the the dog that is really there really scared defenseless and is there to teach the other dog how to be more aggressive oh. um, so there's two types of dogs there's like the, the ones that you can rehabilitate that are people friendly and the non-people and dog aggressive ones you just have to put down but yep. like some of these dogs that I've seen that have gone through that are just the most amazingly sweet dogs in the world. And they are proof that the people make the dogs that aggressive, not the dogs being naturally that aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, it was kind of like heartbreaking to see some of these dogs with like these big scars or chunks of skin missing oh, that have healed over. Poor babies. Um, but yeah, we, we found that with Brown Coats Redemption that five charities was a little bit overwhelming and we weren't able to make as big of an impact as we wanted with five. So we broke it down to three. Um, and we tried to tie it to something, you know, within the film. So it's zombies, so there's blood, so there's American Red Cross. And it's, you know, <laughs> um, I like that. it's about uh, four teenage geeks who have a podcast, so tons of reading. Um, so there's kids need to read, which is one of our previous charities. And then because uh, the community is, is such a strong part of what makes big damn films, what they are, we allowed um, the third charity to be chosen by online voting. So with an overwhelming large number of votes, Baltimore Bullet Crew kind of won out. Uh, so that, that kind of makes you feel really good when people are that because they're vested this early in the process to support the film to make it successful. Yeah. Um, that means they're going to carry all the way through to the end. And we've got some amazing advocates, not to mention some amazing charities. Absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I actually got asked the question on Monday, um, what would you do if one of the major studios came to you and said, um, we'd like to buy Zcon from you? And I've basically responded that, you know, that's a really great and brilliant idea, but I've made a commitment and you can have my next movie or you can support me in this one. And that's kind of where I'm at. So Zcon's getting made come hell or high water. Damn that's right. That's already we've come to know and love. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's Bring it. And we're with you. We're behind you. We're beside you the entire way. This is a long journey. And this is just the beginning of it, Mike. Yep. Uh, good luck with it, and, and and you're back here whenever you need to be here to, to talk about this, to talk about your projects. You're a one of the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew now. Oh, thank you, guys. Well, you guys are family, too. Oh. We're counting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sombrarian. We've lost She's watching her. Mighty Ducks. No, she's probably just muted. I am just muted. I, I actually <laughs> said something really funny just now. Uh. I refuse to repeat it, though. Um, so, next week, uh, we're going to have a post-convention follow-up of Aresia. Um, 
which is going on. Oh, that's big news. Arisha, Priyana and I will be there this weekend. At least Friday and Saturday. At least Friday and Saturday. And so if you're listening to this Saturday night, you've already missed us. But the con runs through Monday. From, oh, they haven't. For two more <laughs> days, the 20th and the 21st. Go check it out. So go check it out. On February 2nd, for our first show in February, we're going to have the wonderful author Tracy Hickman back again. Um, we're going to ask him all kinds of questions about Wayne of Gotham 2 and his other new projects, all of which look awesome. And then on February 9th, Jeff from Queen City Kamikaze is going to give us the scoop on their events and guests for that con, which will be running February 16th and 17th. And that's everything that's on the calendar so far. That's a lot. That's a lot. We're doing well. That's a lot. I'm here to remind everybody that Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold the Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Don't? I want to thank Mike Doherty for joining us tonight. Broncos Redemption, Z-Con, Velma vs. The Walking Dead, whatever it is, Big Damn Films is an interesting concept, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. I want to thank our cast tonight from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna, and the Zombrarian. Thank you, ladies. 404, a file not found. Again? Mm. She's muted again, isn't she? Sorry, I was muted. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Dead Redhead. Thank you, my darling. Absolutely. I'll try to stay healthy. There we go. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know!